The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech podcast feed. Woo! It was a tale of two phones. Really, it's a tale of 2022, where technology has just become so ubiquitous, but at the same time bland, that, well, people are throwing whatever bullshit terms they can throw at whatever technology happens to be a seemingly necessary part of the infrastructure that they're dealing with. And thus, we end up with two smartphones that, uh, well, recently, you know, I've been covering a lot of smartphones that claim, keyword, that claim they are privacy uh, focused, that they are, uh, you know, de-googled or some other uh, uh, bullshit uh, that they want to try and peddle. And it all has been bullshit. Um, I actually haven't had outside of maybe like um, the Pine phone, one of the Pine phones. Um, I haven't had anything nice to say, at least as far as privacy you know, and, and say like de-Googling and things like that. I haven't had anything nice to say about any of the phones that have been coming out, uh, you know, throughout 2022. Um, now, I mean, if we're not concerned so much about privacy, if we're not so much concerned about being de-Googled or whatever, um, I actually have very nice things to say about the Pixel line um, and some other smartphones. But let's just be clear here. The only thing you're getting out of that is security, very good security, but you're getting security you're not getting privacy, among other things. So 2022 is just one of those years, I think, where the industry has finally caught up. I mean, I don't want to say we were at a fever pitch with smartphones in 2012, but we were getting close to that fever pitch. And what I mean by fever pitch, you know, I remember, I mean, been doing the show for 10 years, so I can remember. I remember you know, when there'd be the, the big announcement around the Galaxy S2. Hell, I remember the Galaxy, the first Samsung Galaxy phone. Um, you know, I remember the Galaxy Note, how fucking massive that was. Now that's the average size of a phone. Um, there's just, there there was a time, my point, there was a time where, like, you were hanging on every word of what the new feature set was going to be on the next smartphone. That time is long past I mean, that time's been gone for at least the past five years, okay? Um, but really, I mean, you think of your sites, Android Police, 9to5Google uh, Google and others, where, you know, they could just, like, they get one whiff of the amount of RAM that the next Samsung phone would have. And, I mean, just, you know, like, the, the, the clicks in website traffic they would have would be insane. Uh, that's not really the case anymore. Now, is that a mature, you know, is that a maturation of a market, of an industry? Sure, that's part of it. Um, the problem is, for whatever reason, Silicon Valley and really the tech world, and that's important to use that term, the tech world in general, does not like to be in a state of zero growth. Much to, in my opinion, it's problem, but it doesn't like to be in a state of zero growth. It needs to constantly have new users. It needs to have constant innovation, even if, and this is a key point, even if they innovate past perfection, which I would argue has happened many times over in, especially with personal computing, as well as in the mobile space and others. 
we've long innovated past perfection. Um, and that's a problem as well. So now this year we're starting to get, I mean, you know, the buzzwords for 2021 and 2022, of course, are terms like NFT, metaverse, can we think of some others? I mean, you could just pull them out of a hat. Web3, that's another one. Uh, what, GameFi? Is that another one we, we can we can pull out here? I mean, how many other bullshit terms that mean absolutely nothing other than somehow it convinces uh, goofball, you know, VCs to throw money around for some stupid reason? Who knows? But um, we have two phones that we're going to get into here. And one is from a company that actually has a phenomenal track record or at one point had a phenomenal track record. Another comes from a company that really doesn't have a sparkling track record at all. And talk about a VC darling. That seems to be all it really is uh, with no practical application. So the latter term, the one I just described that I'm uh, or the latter company that I'm talking about is Solana Labs. The previous company of all things, is HTC. Yes, HTC is coming out with another smartphone. Now, I'm debating on which one I want to really start talking, start off with to talk about, because I want to get into both of these. You can probably tell by my tone and the way I'm approaching the subject that I'm not excited uh, uh, for either of these. Now, and, and you're right, but before we get into to either of them, let me say this, because I think a lot of people would say, well, Stallion, and actually I have gotten the emails with this. Well, Stallion, no phone's going to make you happy. You're, let me just put it, you're wrong. Okay, there is a way to do a smartphone. The concept of having a, you know, portable media device and communication device is a fine thing in the abstract. There are ways where all of this could be done uh, right and in ways that would respect not only or, you know, that would not only provide high levels of security, but also would respect my privacy uh, and consumer choice overall. That's entirely possible. That smartphone would probably cost two to three thousand um, dollars. So it's probably never going to happen, at least not right now. Let inflation get a little bit worse. And then, you know, even your your hundred dollar Nokia is going to cost three thousand dollars. But beyond that, OK. Uh, no, really, there, there is a way to design a smartphone right, you know, and to, to make it something uh, 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 viable and that I think, you know, respects, dare I say, my human liberties and also could protect me uh, or, you know, protect my communications um, from parties that I don't want involved in my communications or collecting my metadata or otherwise. So to be clear, it's not like I just hate smartphones in the abstract. I mean, I kind of do, but there really is a way to make a device right that would, you know, effectively operate much like a smartphone does. Okay. So just wanted to make that abundantly clear, but now are, are we going to rip these two phones to shreds? Yeah, of course we are. So which one should we start off with? How about we start off with the Solana phone? Because I think that this, this might be a little more interesting not necessarily new. It's apropos to discuss an HTC phone, because if you remember, HTC had uh, phones that they were, you know, that they were working on. Um, and this was years ago that were all about implementing 
you know, cryptocurrency and crypto technology in general, they had the, what is it, the Exodus 1 and the Exodus 1S. I actually had no problem with these phones. I didn't think they were going to take off. Um, I didn't, I mean, like the idea that it was a smartphone that could be in a full Bitcoin node is a wonderful thing. Just because I love the idea of the Bitcoin uh, network, you know, being that much, you know, the more devices that are nodes for the Bitcoin network, the more secure and stronger that network is. So I applaud that overall. Um, and if you're attaching the security of the Bitcoin network to what you're doing on a smartphone, not a bad idea in the abstract. Okay, so HTC at one point was at least trying, um, you know, to do this right. Remember, they even had that, uh, what was the guy, Phil Chen? They called him the uh, uh, the chief decentralized officer. <laughs> I mean, they're really trying to go all in. This is back in, what, 2017, 2018? Um, so the idea of blockchain-based or smartphones that take heavy advantage of blockchain technology, far from a new idea, like not even remotely new. Solana Labs did not do anything, you know, necessarily innovative in that sense. Now, Solana, of course, if for those that don't know what Solana is, let's just call it an Ethereum competitor. It's in that range, okay? I'm not going to get into, you know, a big history around Solana. I will just say, though, with the massive amount of outages that Solana has had, um, among other problems, you know, it's not a blockchain that excites me in any way. Um, it's also a blockchain and, and most of the crypto community seems to know this. And actually in some of my, you know, my, my, uh, day job work, like I've actually tried to find like there, there are blockchains out there. Okay. So, so let, let's do a little history. There are blockchains out there that are, it's very easy to find their community. There are blockchains out there that you know that that community is largely made up of bots, but then there are ones where you can tell, oh no, these are people who are genuinely excited about this. They're on board. They want to see it succeed and they're developing, you know, new cool technologies for it and all of this. Not to say that they're, you know, blockchains that I'm a fan of or cryptos that I'm a fan of, uh, but they're out there and you can find them and you can interact with them. And the people are at least one third of them are real. Okay, and that's pretty good, you know, <laughs> to have that kind of ratio. Uh, for example, like IOTA. IOTA actually has a community around it. Um, or if you take something like, like Cardano. Cardano has a community around it. It also has a million bots, but it does have a community around it. Um, there, there are, and again, you can like reach out to them. You can connect with them. You can find them very easily online. In all of my attempts... And again, this has to do with my day job, not like something I'm personally doing. In all of my attempts to find and interact with the Solana community, crickets, crickets every time. And it's true for others like um, Polkadot, you know, uh, and, and I, I can think of a few other of these, you know, whatever they want to call themselves. I don't know if they're calling themselves Blockchain 3.0 or if they're just running with Web3 or if they still call themselves Blockchain 2.0, who the fuck knows. But Regardless, Solana has the, re the reason I bring this up, Solana has the reputation of in the crypto community of basically being a blockchain that isn't that only excites uh, VCs and investors, you know, and I mean like whale investors. It does not excite like any 
actual people who are, you know, boots on the ground in the crypto community. That's and and I haven't seen anything to negate that, you know, uh, uh, that aura around Solana, that it's basically just something that a bunch of VCs love and nobody else gives a shit about. So all of that said, there's that reputation out there just making you aware of it. Um, they decided, and I think this was at NFT NYC, which was like last week. We're actually we're just into July 2022 right now. So there is a, an event, NFT NYC, which took place like the week directly after consensus. And really it was poor timing because like it was happening just days after, you know, the massive crypto crash and the start of the present crypto winter that we're in. So with this event, Solana takes the stage and they initially announce what they called SMS. SMS for a mobile platform is obviously a very punny and clever name. I'll give them that. Uh, and it effectively just stands for Solana Mobile Stack. What it is, it's, you know, effectively, you know, a kit for, you know, code to allow for building, I guess they would say Web3 apps. I mean, again, I've already done a whole conversation around Web3. It's bullshit. Fuck that term. Uh, in fact, I was saying that before Jack Dorsey or anyone else came out, but whatever, that doesn't matter. I'm glad there are critics al alongside me. Uh, so it allows you to do varying things on a smartphone, building it on top of Solana. But, you know, I'm sure they would make an argument that, well, it allows for cross chain and all this other stuff, all of which are terrible ideas, uh, you know, because once you start hopping chains, you have a security problem. Same thing I talked about. Uh, almost a decade ago when the conversation of side chains, you know, came up and bridges and everything. I was like, no, don't do this. Don't do this. You don't want this. But regardless, we are where we are. So the Solana mobile stack, whatever, that's software, not that big of a deal because we're really here to talk about smartphones. And uh, so one thing to keep in mind is that because you'd think that this would be somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about. One of the co or the co-founder of Solana Labs is, and he's actually CEO of Solana Labs, uh, is Anatoly uh, Yakovenko, who he was an engineer for Qualcomm, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a guy who certainly he's not, it's not a stretch for him to want to work on a smartphone, right? Because his bread and butter, his uh, expertise would actually start out very much, you know, I mean, you know, in, in the smartphone phone space. I mean, when, certainly when you're working with, uh, you know, with Qualcomm. So the, let's see, uh, here we go. I'm going to read a quote from him on this because the phone, they're calling it the saga. Uh, so, and I want to read about it. What does it look like with 1 billion people using crypto? What do you imagine? It's in this device, the device you use every day. Uh, that has to be your hardware wallet. That's just something that we always felt. So, He's basically saying, like, the only way we're going to get everybody on board with crypto is if you bake cryptocurrency into the smartphone itself. Now, I don't necessarily think he's wrong in that. OK, uh, I do think that cryptocurrency actually isn't for everyone. You know, there are pe cryptocurrency is something to exist outside of the financial system as we know it. That's its purpose in life. Okay, and so it is something to be used by people who want to, need to, or understand the importance 
of having either redundancy or of just existing outside of the financial of you know the the legacy financial system that exists everybody else can just use paypal in fact ironically actually paypal offers crypto now but regardless of that everybody else can just use whatever the fuck is you know the average thing you know venmo i don't know what take your pick okay crypto has a very specific audience it is not something that is for everybody that has a smartphone. And I mean, and for a million reasons, this terrifies me, uh, that are very simple, that I'm sure many others have brought up. Um, but to do cryptocurrency and security of your financial uh, transactions and financial holdings right takes, shall we say, some expertise. It takes some knowledge. It takes some work. Work that most people aren't willing to put in. And in fact, there's a lot of people who just would rather not bother with it at all. And I'm not knocking them for that. Like if you want to live a life where you don't want to deal with the complexity of cryptocurrency, that's completely valid. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to go live out in the, and I mean, and if that equates to you living out in the woods or whatever, and you're not even using money at all, Hey, in my opinion, you know, that's not just okay. You're actually doing it fucking right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dare I say I'm envious of you. But anyway, back back to the Solana saga. In fact, that that's a weird ass name. Why are they calling it the saga? I, doesn't make sense to me. Regardless, let's talk about the smartphone. Let's get into the uh, like. Let's see. Get past the whole idea that oh, it's your hardware wallet. Oh, it, it you know it has cryptocurrency abilities and blockchain abilities, and it can run a Solana node. Or you know, well, not that that's anyway. Won't get into that. Other than it can do all that, what are we? What do we have here? So one thing we know is that they expect it to cost about a thousand dollars. That's a barrier to entry. Again, I don't want to contradict myself because I'm also saying that for most people this doesn't need to be a thing. But of course, Solana is wanting this to be a thing for most people. I'm guessing at some point. So uh, it'll run Android. And let's see, Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1 processor. Okay, so, you know, that's, that's a bit of a flagship processor. That's fine. 6.67-inch uh, OLED display, 12 gig of RAM, and 512 uh, gigabytes of internal storage. Doesn't sound like it's going to have a micro SD card slot. Not a huge deal um, in this case. 12 gig of RAM. I mean, this is a very, you know, 512 gig of, you know, onboard storage. This is effectively a flagship phone. So asking that for that thousand dollars, not out of the question. Okay. Uh, do you want to spend a thousand dollars on a company that doesn't have a track record? Yes. The CEO does have, a, you know, expertise in mobile, but do you want to spend a thousand dollars on a smartphone from a company that, you know, again, has not, not just doesn't have a track record building smartphones previously, but actually has a horrible track record with uptime with their own blockchain. I think the answer would be no, that you have, you know, no, no interest uh, in, in doing that. Um, it is going to have the play store uh, as far as what I read thus far. Um, they are looking to have, and of course, it's going to have the SMS, right? The Solana mobile stack. They are looking to port the Solana mobile stack to iPhone, but this, you know, the CEO of Solana was already taking jabs at Apple saying, we'd love to work with them, but there's a ton of friction in the app store and there's going to be a problem with devs. I mean, th this is the ironic thing. So this is a premium device 
which generally means you've got to get, you know, and you're trying to reach, I'm guessing, like a new audience. Because, again, his stated goal in his own terms from the CEO of Solana is we want to bring in this audience that, you know, that that needs to like they need to understand how cryptocurrency can work. And so their hardware wallet needs to be their smartphone. So you're trying to bring in somewhat of a new audience. But a thousand dollar phone, you're looking to bring in the affluent problem is the affluent are stuck in what we know what they're stuck in the affluent are stuck in iMessage the affluent are thus stuck with iPhones most are not all the affluent but many so this just feels like you know a failure like it, it, it it's it's a crash rocket before it even launches uh, because there's no audience for this not only in the fact that the people who would want, who you are trying, claiming to try to reach, and that at the same time could afford this, are already completely fucking stuck in Apple's ecosystem. They're stuck. They have to use iMessage because that's the only way they talk to other people. They're stuck. So not only that, but you also run into the issue of, or at least what I consider to be the valid concern, of having you know, consistent uptime with whatever services you happen to be using. Of course, what I mean by that is, again, there have been, what, two, three, at least Solana outages of that blockchain um, just in 2022. And, you know, here's like people with smartphones, especially people who will like say who aren't in Apple's ecosystem, but will put good money down on a smartphone. Let me let me assure you, as somebody who's in cybersecurity and have heard it from the people themselves, let me assure you of the number one concern those people have. That number one concern is uptime of information. And, you know, again, if you're basing this on the Solana mobile stack and all this stuff, like I, again, I don't have any reason to trust this company that they're going to do security right on the smartphone. And I also have no reason to expect that any of the services they would offer me through the Solana mobile stack is going to have the crucial uptime um, that I have come to expect, you know? So again, this is DOA. This is dead on arrival. Uh, it, it's this, this really feels like a stupid investor play. Um, I'm sure that there was a bunch of at, at NFT NYC when they announced this, I'm sure there was a bunch of like, Oh, and you can put NFTs on it and you can do this and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, here's the other thing, folks, like, Cryptocurrency, you know, this argument that the CEO of Solana was trying to like push again was that we got to get people to realize that their smartphone is their hardware wallet and we got to get them into that. And that's what will get a billion people to get into crypto is, you know, if their smartphone becomes their cryptocurrency hub. Newsflash, smartphones already are cryptocurrency hubs. I mean, take your pick of what wallet you want to install on the fucking smartphone. Or fuck, you, if you use a web browser like Opera or, or even uh, uh, Brave, like they have wallets built into the fucking web browsers already. You know, <laughs> like, like what what problem are you solving here? And again, you could say the security, you, you know, you can make an argument for that. Like you're going to have specific modules, which I mean, that's what HTC was trying to do back in 2018. Um, you know, like you're going to have whatever, like specific, uh, like secure enclaves say, like that's the verbiage that, you know, that Apple uses. Uh, but then why should I trust, like, give me the reason that I should trust a company like Solana with that sort of, 
you know, like like hardware expertise, because I don't know that. I mean, again, yes, the CEO does have a history with Qualcomm, but he's only one person. You know, I don't know. And, and I haven't seen the team that inspires confidence in me to trust them with this level of security. So, yeah, I, I, I don't buy it. Uh, and I would avoid this thing like the plague. Now, HTC, on the other hand, uh, you know, and, and certainly, again, what, what Solana with their Saga phone was, was putting out there, plenty of buzzwords being used. Maybe not as much as HTC was doing, but let's talk about that. Uh, because these got, both of these phones got announced very close to each other. So you have HTC and theirs is the Desire 22 Pro. Um, and this is their Metaverse phone, which also includes a, I guess, a hardware crypto wallet and an NFT wallet. I mean, my, my eyes are just rolling, you know, of course, with, with all of that. Um, but I want to, I want to give the devil their due. Okay. Real quick. So HTC, to be clear, used to make amazing fucking smartphones. I mean, they made effectively like the first Google phone, more or less, um, the HTC one, the HTC one max, uh, they've had a lot of smartphones that actually at one point, even more so than Samsung. They had the phones that were the true competitors on a hardware level to what Apple was doing. I mean, HTC was fucking awesome back in the day. They really were. And now, like I said, you know, they've tried crypto phones before, so this isn't really new for them. In fact, arguably, they have the most experience in, you know, as far as a manufacturer goes, they have the most experience in the mobile space uh, than just about any other company when it comes to baking in crypto into, you know, into their hardware. So, you know, I'm not going to make the same levy, the same concerns with HTC that I did with Solana labs because Solana labs, I have no reason to trust them with HTC. Okay. They've tried this and they were looking in the right direction, right? With doing a Bitcoin, you know, a full Bitcoin node, um, with the Exodus one, you know, and, and other things. And, and again, I think even when they announced it, um, you know, I, I had some nice things to say. I didn't think it was going to take off, but I had some nice things to say. And I thought that it was a very interesting idea that said the, you know, all of that, all of those compliments out of the way, uh, the desire 22 pro, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> like, like what, what the hell is this? Uh, I mean, you can even watch an ad for it. I'll throw, um, a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. Uh, let, let, let's, let, let's read some of the specs here quick before we get into all the, all the buzzwords and bullshit terms. Uh, so we have a, a 6.6 inch gorilla, uh, gorilla glass display with 1080 by 2412 pixel resolution. So it's 1080p screen. Again, I don't have a problem with that. 120 Hertz refresh rate. Okay. Um, there's a Qualcomm Snapdragon 695 5G, eight gig of Ram, 128 gig of storage. Um, all that with a, 4,520 milliampere battery. Okay. I want to talk about that battery in a minute, but to HTC's credit, they're coming out and saying, this is a powerful mid range device. Okay. So at least they're being honest, right? That in comparison to other things like, or to, to other smartphones, like say your whatever S 22s, whatever Samsung's putting out there. Um, this is a mid ranger. I still think that's plenty powerful. I mean, eight gig of Ram, that's really good. It's a, you know, that Qualcomm processor is fine. 128 gig of storage. That's fine. Um, 
1080p screen, that's wonderful. It's not going to drain the battery so much, but I do have concerns on that, around that battery. I'll talk about that in a minute. But effectively, strip away terms like metaverse, crypto, and NFT, and you have a very bland phone. Now, bringing in the metaverse, um, you know, and bringing in like VR, and they have their Viverse, which admittedly I've never touched, okay? which is like their suite of apps that work within VR, the metaverse, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, by the way, the cameras on all of these are, you know, they are what they are. Do the megapixels even count anymore? Come on, you know, like what really impresses is does it have actual optical zoom? Um, so not as powerful as the Solana Saga. Uh, again, this is a company, though, that has a lot more experience that I do have reason to have confidence in what they're doing, but ultimately again it's kind of bullshit terms like what exactly are you going to do you know with a metaverse phone you know i mean what are you going to like strap it into a headset it's supposed to work with other like vr hardware and i like i really challenge you watch the ad for this because as far as okay what makes this like a metaverse device it has a gal Putting on, she puts on these, you know, like HTC, whatever, Vive, uh, you know, goggles, right? VR goggles, uh, you know, VR headset. And then she connects it to the phone and then suddenly, you know, the, 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 the headset to the phone. And then suddenly, like, this virtual world appears around her. Um, I, again, like, who is the audience? What... I don't, you know what, maybe I should just, here's the thing, maybe I should have people on. I want to have people on who can tell me right now, not in 2024, 2025, or 2030, in 2022, what are you doing in the metaverse? How has your life become so fucking amazing while you're in the metaverse that like you want your everyday carry device you know, your smartphone, this HTC Desire 22 Pro, that you need that to be baked in with, with the metaverse somehow. Like, I really want to know. You know, is this just more VR? Because even Samsung's left that behind. And they had the best shot with, you know, with, with varying, like, Gear VR and, and you know, and, and, and some other attempts. Um, I mean, I think even Facebook is scaling back on Oculus. What, what is this? You know, again, it feels like you're just taking, you know, non-exciting hardware. And, and this is true for the Saga, the Solana Saga as well. You're taking non-exciting hardware and you're just tossing every bullshit term that somehow, you know, trends on Twitter uh, at it. And that's all that this is. There's nothing special here. I mean, this, look, if this video for the HTC Desire 22 Pro if that, if that's not a mouthful of a name, it was better when it was just the HTC One, guys. Call it the HTC 22. I mean, it's so stupid because you know they're putting the number 22 in just to match with what Samsung's putting out there. It's, it's so fucking transparent. Um, but like if in this, if in the, the preview video, they showed me what more you could do, what experiences you're going to have because you had the smartphone okay, like you might become actually a leader and trendsetter in this bullshit concept or what I consider to be a bullshit concept of the metaverse. 
But they didn't do that. They're not doing that at all. So at the end of the day, you have two phones here, the Desire Pro, the Saga. You have two phones here that are just attaching themselves to the flavor of the month and mean nothing. And I just, I can't believe there's anybody out there getting excited about this, you know, and that think that somehow this is worthwhile. And I'm not being some kind of old fuddy-duddy, like by any stretch. I, I am, like, I totally dig the idea of, like, yeah, let's have some hardware security. Let's bake in some stuff to make great crypto wallets on a smartphone device. I have no problem with that idea. I think that's, that, that, that's you know, again, depending upon how you do it, that's great. The NFT part, fuck that shit. <laughs> I, I couldn't care less. Okay. Um, the metaverse, like even having like your phone somehow, you know, be like a VR device and things like this. I'm not even necessarily against that, but then show me the use cases. But no one's willing to because nobody has any idea where this stuff's going. It's just an idea in terms that they're tossing out there. That's wishful thinking. And they're just looking to garner in some more VC money or they're trying to make their investor calls interesting in some way and hopefully not have investors pull out on them. But that's all it is, it has nothing to do with the consumer and there's no actual advantage to you, you know, with these devices whatsoever. But maybe, you know, that's the thing. I, I should put out the open call. If somebody's really into the Viverse, as HTC calls it, if somebody's really into the, or, you know, into the metaverse more in general, Honestly, even NFTs, like I want to hear from the people. Here's something else. And this is in my day to day work or my, you know, my day job. Uh, just like I was saying, like you can't find a Solana community. I'm trying to actually find like the NFT community that like really gives a shit about NFTs. I don't mean the people that just want to make a buck. I mean, the people that actually give a shit about NFTs and not, not celebrities. I'm talking about I just want your your salt of the earth people that actually care. Like, I want to talk to the person who's like, oh man, yeah, I got that Top Gun NFT. I mean, I've got one. You know, you get one just for going to see the movie. But I want to hear like the person's, like, I just, I want to hear that passion and excitement. Maybe that would help me understand. But in my day job, like, that's another community I've tried to reach out to. And you get nothing, you get crickets. You get nothing from it. You know, you hear plenty from the artists who are trying to scam people. I mean, I'm sorry, who are trying to make money off of it. Um, you hear plenty from like the Kevin Roses, you hear plenty from, um, musicians and, you know, other idiots. I'm, I'm sorry, not all musicians are idiots. Most of them are, but not all of them. Um, you know, like, like there's, there's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hear from like the actual people who actually care about this stuff. And I know that kind of person could exist because, you know, I used to collect baseball cards. I remember like going to baseball card conventions with like friends of my mother. Okay. And I was a little kid and they were really excited about baseball cards. I mean, and they were older people, you know, and they were all about it. Of course, they were also into the sport of baseball itself, which I think is part of it. Like an, not necessarily a necessity, a necessary requirement for being into baseball cards, but they were also passionate about the sport, which I'm sure helped. Um, so, you know, I know people can be excited about these things in the abstract, but like, I just want to find them. I want to hear from them, you know, and where are they and what are they doing? Are they not on Twitter? Well, you know, I don't get it. Anyway, 
this conversation went in totally different directions than I expected just a smartphone conversation to go, but I just wanted to make it clear, both of these phones, in my opinion, are effectively dead on arrival. There's nothing really exciting about them, and no one's even really giving um, a compelling use case for the phones. Again, even what the CEO of Solana Labs was saying about the Saga, there's nothing that really stops anybody from doing that on their smartphones right now. Now, are there Web3 technologies, quote unquote, Web3 technologies that are getting developed that might need the, the Solana mobile stack in the future or something like that? Oh yeah, maybe, but I don't think you're gonna get anybody on board with that shit anyway. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, I've been trying to get people to get their own NASs for years now, and you can't even people get, you can't get people to go that distance. The concept of decentralization, there are people who are on, who and, and distributed technology, there are people who are all about that, who need that, want that, know why, have all the great reasons, and they're already on board with it, okay? The people that don't, don't get it, don't need it, don't want it, and that's fine. But let's not try to, you know, sell people on bullshit that they just don't care about and don't understand why it's necessary and a good thing anyway. And I feel like these are attempts at that. And I just, I cannot see this going well. I mean, especially even when you consider that, like the Pixel phones, you know, maybe as far as smartphones and not being concerned about privacy in Google, Pixel phones, probably the best smartphones out there. You know, it's between that and something, some Galaxy S, you know, 2023, whatever. Um, best smartphones out there. You know, I guess with Samsung, actually, they, they sell more smartphones than anybody. So let's stick with Google. So the Pixel line, best smartphones out there. Why? Because the uh, software support, you know, the OS support is second to none. Um, and you can't even get like uh, Pixel phones are what? Two, threes, maybe topping out at 6% on any given quarter of the smartphone market. You know, and those are phones that people know by name. What the fuck does Solana think that they're going to do? You know, and HTC, like as, as much as they did well in the past, they haven't done anything exciting in forever. And I just don't see this as a return to form for them. And I think they're effectively forgotten by people. And so, you know, just, just on market pressures alone, these aren't going to do anything. Now, does that mean don't try? Actually, I would say yes, just don't try because you're wasting money on the whole situation. Um, but they're going to anyway because there are idiots out there who will give them that money. And, well, I guess as P.T. Barnum said, there's a sucker born every minute. Um, and that actually seems to be uh, doubly true in the crypto space. So I will wrap this one up. I don't think these are worth paying any attention to. The announcements are out there, and I've told you these things are just going to fall flat on their face. And, you know, a year from now, when these finally, you know, some of them I don't think are going to be out until 2023, um, I'm going to do a check-in. I'm going to, you know, see this. I'm going to put it in the title. I'm going to put the, the phone titles in the title of the episode so I can look back and I can see it. And then I'm going to say in 20, later 2023 or 2024, and I'm going to go, hey, what happened with those phones? And it honestly, there's the very good chance that they won't ever even get released. And this was all merely a publicity stunt and investor play. So I hope no one's getting excited uh, about these because if you are, well, I've got some cold water on your fever dreams as I often bring. But I'll wrap up this Sovereign Short with that. A lot more to come and I will see all of you woo, 
on the other side.